What's up, everybody, and happy Monday. I'm going to be doing a Monday uh, mindset mentorship over a Money Mondays. I might send an email out later for a uh, Money Mondays. If you're not on my uh, email listserv, let me know. Go ahead and send me an email so this way you can start getting some Money Mondays uh, tips on how to better your finances. But today, I want to speak on something that I, I see often. I've been seeing it for a few years now, especially with Facebook. And, and I, what I like to say to a lot of my agents and a lot of my clients is that you know, uh, Facebook is a place for adults to go and complain about life, right? You know, you can't really scroll through uh, three or four segments or posts without seeing something negative. There's always got to be something about politics, something about coronavirus, something about someone's job, something about a relationship, right? Facebook is basically just a, just a little TED talk on, what, on everything negative. Um, so I want to talk about perpetuating the idea of being a victim. You know, I, I did a post uh, about a month ago that got some pretty good traction about the self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm not going to really go into that one too much, but I am going to talk about the fact that a lot of us, you know, we, we like to play the victim a lot. You know, and it's not really our fault. You know, that's just it, it's very difficult to see ourselves and have a lot of gratitude and gratefulness about what we have. Um, and this is actually perfect because we just got finished with Thanksgiving, I think, uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, which is usually, you know, normally a time that we would look for things that we're thankful for, right? And hopefully a lot of people did that, um, you know, that, you know, they were maybe surrounded by family, had some good food and actually, you know, gave thanks about the things that have happened this year because we're going through a rough time, right? You know, a lot of people are going through a, a new unprecedented uh, situation, whether it be coronavirus, uh, the, the great resignation, you know, there's so many different things going on. So I'm not saying that it's, it's everyone's fault as to why there's so many people playing the victim, but it's time to wake up, guys. It's almost 2022. This is our new reality. Cut, you know, cut, cut the BS. We got to stop playing the victim's game because ultimately the more times that you just keep seeing yourself as a victim, the more times you're comparing yourself to uh, maybe someone else or, or, or some, some idea that you want to be, but you keep on giving all these excuses as to why you cannot be that then you're only setting yourself up for failure, right? That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're literally just, you know, your, your idea turns into a belief and then your actions actually reinforce that belief. And ultimately, when it comes true, or technically in this situation, when your dreams don't come true because you're too busy coming up with all these different excuses as to why they can never happen, you know, you're, you're basically just fulfilling that same prophecy that you created in your mind, whether it be months ago, years ago. Um, so I want to talk about some ways to kind of get yourself out of that, that victim role, right? Um, and and I, what, one of the things that sparked this was I saw a post on Facebook, obviously, that talked about how the middle class is the worst class to be in. And in some cases, I actually agree with that. You know, there, there are some cer certain stipulations where the middle class is really screwed over by society, especially in a capitalist society. Right. You know, if you're rich and you, you make you make good money, you don't really have too many worries because you can just throw money at it or at least you have more opportunity and options. Right. When you're a little bit on a low class, sometimes you get things like government assistance that can help keep you out of the hole. Uh, you know, things like Section 8, food stamps, WIC checks, EBT. I'm saying these things because I've been on this with my family before. Right. You know, so I can't really can't really speak on what it's like to grow up in middle class. But I know one of my mentors also mentioned that being in a middle class is one of the worst classes to be in because, you know, you, you kind of have a level of comfortability. However, you don't really know how bad you have it because you're not really living to paycheck to paycheck, right? Maybe you can save an extra 200, 300, $500 every month, and you don't really realize how bad that is until your later years when uh, things start to pack on. But when it comes to playing the victim role, this post, it didn't, it didn't piss me off, but it kind of set me off a little bit, uh, mainly because when it comes to the middle class, you put yourself in that position, 
right? You put yourself in that position. If you're if you're struggling financially because you're in the middle class, you know, yes, taxes kind of beats the crap out of the middle class. Um, you know, let yes, expenses kind of beats the crap out of the middle class. But you chose those expenses, right? You don't really get to choose the taxes too much, but you chose the expenses, right? You got into the middle class. You wanted the middle the, the American dream. You know, you, you, you had the two kids and a dog and a white picket fence and you bought the house that might have been a little bit over your budget, but you really wanted that open floor plan. You know, you got that car and you could have got it basic, but you know what? You wanted that thing fully loaded with the with the pull down, um, you know, TVs and the massage seats and the white leather, whatever. So have you. Right. You chose your expenses. So you, you have to realize that a big portion of whatever financial struggle that you're going through in the middle class is because you chose to live at your means of income. Right. You started making four or five, six thousand dollars a month. So you decided that your expenses are going to equate to that. Right. And maybe you were a little bit under, but maybe some unforeseen things, unforeseen things happen. Right. Having a kid, you know, that could be foreseen and it takes nine months to make one. Right. So, I mean, you could have made some adjustments. But unfortunately, a lot of times we we put ourselves in this trap. So we can't really play the victim role uh, in that situation if we're the ones who who created the backside of the finances to get ourselves in that situation. But a lot of people, we don't like to blame ourselves, right? We're very un, or, or we're not so self-aware, right? We don't, we don't really keep it real with ourselves. Instead, we wanna look for other things to blame because it's just easier. We don't want it to be our fault, right? Something being our fault means we have to do something about it. And a lot of people are not ready to do something about it, right? A lot of people would rather just blame something else and just say, hey, it's that, it's, it's that person's fault or that entity's fault. I would rather them do something about it and if they don't do anything about it, I'm just gonna sit here in a corner and complain and sulk about it, right? So I'm gonna go over a few things that, that uh, should help um, because you know I've actually spoke to an athlete recently um, about this same exact concept. You know, this individual, he's, he's a great athlete. He plays down here in Florida, you know, on a, co a collegiate level. And you know, I, I, I do relate to him because I also kind of played the victim role. You know, when I, when I was, uh, you know, trying to play for University of Connecticut and I, and I decided that maybe that wasn't the best route because I figured I was not going pro. I'm too short. I'm not fast enough, even though I might have been able to play on a D1 collegiate level. I knew that I would never make it to the NFL. But I was playing the victim role because I was comparing myself to everyone else on the team and everyone else um, in, in the D1 league who has a shot to get to the NFL. You know, do I truly believe if I really worked hard enough, would my height really have mattered if I was one of the best players in, in, in the, uh, the, the NCAA? No, right? You know, they, they would have picked me up. There's, there's stories like that all the time. So instead of looking for reasons why I could make it, I was looking for reasons why I could not. So I had that conversation with him. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the next three years. And, you know, maybe, maybe he takes heed to those words. So let's talk about what you can do. Right, you can do to stop playing into this victim's role, and I hope you understand exactly what I'm referring to here. So, right, how to overcome this? Don't fall for the help, the hype, guys. Do not fall for the hype. There are so many things out here with social media, Instagram, TikTok, right? People that seem like they're living these lavish lives. People that are that are constantly being notified onto your feed so that you can see their lifestyles, right? YouTube, all these individuals. Don't fall for the hype. A lot of these individuals are just being extremely flashy. Right. And they're just trying to sell you the dream while they might be living the nightmare. I'm going to say that again. They might be trying to sell you the dream while they're actually living a nightmare. Right. So don't fall for the hype. Also, don't try to compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 12. If that person is really living that lifestyle, I guarantee it didn't just happen magically for some people. Yes, maybe they hit the Powerball or maybe they just 
did one trendy YouTube video and it, it worked out for them, right? But that those quick successes, unfortunately, usually don't last, right? It's the individuals who pick themselves up by the bootstraps, dug into it, right? Shedded those, the, the blood, the, the sweat, the tears for, for months and months to years to years, and they built the ability to be consistent and committed to something that they know is hard, but it's gonna bear proper fruit, that fruit being success, right? Be self-aware and be brutally honest. You gotta understand your flaws, you gotta understand your strengths and your weaknesses, and you gotta be honest with yourself. If something is your fault, which 99% of the time, guess what guys, it's, it's our fault. There's only some things that we can control and we can control our reactions, and reactions is usually most important when it comes to any phenomenon, right? We have to be able to control what we can control and react properly. So you got to be brutally honest about the position that you're currently in. And you know, if it's not if you're not making enough money, don't blame something else. Find a way to make more money, right? If you're not happy in your relationship, don't blame the other person. Communicate, figure it out, and then react, right? Control what you can control. All right, uh, read, watch, surround yourself, and learn from people who have made it even when all the odds were stacked against them, right? You'd be very surprised. You can go on YouTube and just type in the word motivation. You'll find some people with, with, <laughs> with problems in there that, you know, that they came from that are 100 times worse than yours, right? You're complaining about not having enough money. You're complaining about not having enough time. You're complaining about not being able to advance in your career. You gotta choose your heart, guys. You gotta figure out, are you gonna sit there and complain about it and just post on it in social media and hope that, I don't know, speaking it into existence without taking any actions is actually going to do something? Or are you gonna learn from people who probably had it so much harder than you and figure out what they did or at least what kind of mindset they had and the moves that they made to make a difference in your life and start to make a change, right? So you have to choose your heart. You have to choose your heart. You don't, you, and most of us in America don't have it hard. I can guarantee if you're listening to this, you do not have it as hard as most people in the world, right? We're, there's not a, not a lot of developed countries. Or what, I, what I'm trying to say is that there's, there's countries out there, there's a lot of countries out there that are highly underdeveloped and there's a lot of underprivileged people in the world. Your situation can't be that bad. You know how I know this? It's because you're listening to this, whether it be on Instagram, YouTube, whatever, right? You have access to internet. You're probably listening on a phone, right? Probably an $800 plus phone, right? So who are you, who's really to blame for your situation if you really don't have it that hard? Find some people, find some people who made it into a successful lifestyle when, you know, all the odds were stacked against them, right? Keep actions, keep action promises, right? I'd rather say that. Instead of just keeping promises, keep action promises versus word promises, right? We can all make promises to ourselves. We do it all the time. The first two weeks uh, after New Year's, the gyms are slam packed, right? But a lot of people don't keep the promise to themselves throughout the entire year. Instead, what they do is they sign up for the gym, they go a few times, and, if, and, and there's a price. There's a price to what they're willing to pay, and I don't mean monetary, I mean how hard it is to actually stay consistent in a gym and eat right, right? There's, there's a price to it. So a lot of people, you know, they usually quit, you know, two weeks in or a month in, it's like, you know what, this just ain't for me. Or maybe they just kind of like slow down and then naturally they just quit without really even saying anything to themselves, right? That's where that self-awareness comes in. How self-aware are you to realize that you just missed three days in a gym, right? You promised yourself two days off, instead you did three. 
then it turns into four, then it turns into like, hey, I'm gonna go to the gym once a week or whatever. You don't even make the commitment, it just happens sporadically. And then pretty soon you're paying for a whole year's membership and you've only attended two weeks in the gym. We see it all the time, right? And the last thing is to be grateful, right? This is something I personally struggle with, so I had to add this in, right? You have to have gratitude for what you already are, what you, what you already have, right? As I mentioned before, two weeks ago was Thanksgiving. I hope you guys, you know, were, were, were able to share with your family and your loved ones and those you care for what you're grateful for for the year. And I hope you guys are looking to potentially stack on that, on that gratefulness, right? You know, if you were grateful for a certain level of income, I hope you guys plan on doubling that. But you have to be grateful for what you have, even if it wasn't for what, even if it isn't what you want, be grateful for what you have, because that's going to create a positive mindset shift, right? That's going to create a positive shift in your mindset. And what that, what is that? That's going to allow you to stay motivated because you're going to be constantly in a, in a state of happiness, right? You're going to be in a constant state of gratitude. Um, and this is catching on. This is catching a lot of fire. A lot of people are starting to talk about, Hey, every morning, you know, take like 10 minutes and write things down that you're happy for, right? Write 10 things that, that happened yesterday that was good, right? We're so negative. We're so negative. We're in one of the most powerful countries um, in the world. And yes, granted, there's a lot of issues in this country. Don't, don't, don't get me started on that. But we're so negative. We focus so much on the bad things that happened yesterday. That's, that's the only thing that's filling our mind. We're so, we're so concerned about um, you know, bad things that are gonna happen to us, like some things that might be out of our control or we're worried or we're anxious or we're depressed. Being better at noting the things you're grateful for can help change your mind so much. And that alone can keep you motivated towards staying committed, staying consistent, and doing what you have to do so that at some point you are no longer the victim. I hope this helps guys. You know, I just wanted to quickly uh, put this out there. So 15 minutes, uh, not too bad. For anyone who actually wants to get more business coaching or financial coaching, and I'm not a life coach guy, so I'm not gonna say life coaching, but you know, just wanna chat about some different mindset shifts you can take in your life. Um, that is going to help you tremendously. Reach out to me, send me a DM or, or a text message or email me. You know, my link will be on the bottom of this, of this little podcast here. Um, hope to hear from you guys and let's grow.